Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you where we just gather to read the word and hear what the Lord our God is saying to us. I'm Tim Gostube and I love the Lord God Almighty. We're meeting to read the word of God on his word where we just get what the Lord is saying to us as he orders our steps through the word. The word of God is so powerful and it leads us actually it's a light on our path as we walk in this heavenly journey in this journey to our our heavenly uh, destination. So today we are just looking at the power of God actually that God is not like the other gods. People can take you for granted and think you are equal or you look the same with them who don't have your God as God and actually actually Politically or ridicule you in your faith. But today we are looking at God as a different God, a God who fights our battles in a way that is beyond our understanding and our knowledge. I believe the word will bless you today. Let's meet at the end of the program. We are going to read the word of God. The title of the message today is How We Win. How we, Christians, win our battles. How we, Christians, win our battles. We will read the Bible in the book of Second Chronicles. We'll take it from chapter 32. We'll take from just verse 1 and 2. And then we jump from verse 6 to verse 22. Uh, there's a reason why I want us to read uh, from the second book of Chronicles. Because... Uh, this text is also recorded in the book of Isaiah, chapter 36 and 37, and it's also found in 2 Kings, chapter 18, from verse 17 to 35. There are some things that we'll take from those parallel scriptures because they are more detailed in some areas. But what I like from Second Chronicles uh, chapter 32 that we are going to read is that you get the whole uh, story, just the overview. It's, it's summarized in a way. Although, it, because it's a summary, it lacks some of the details that we will take from the other verses. But because of time, we cannot read all the, 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 the parallel verses. I will read from Second Chronicles chapter 32 from verse 1. I'll just read 1 and 2 now. After that, Hezekiah had so, uh, uh, had so faithfully done, after all that Hezekiah had, had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw what that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to wage war against Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials. I want to jump now to verse 6 because that's where the story is. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square at the city gate and encouraged them with these words. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a greater power with us than in him, but than with him. With him is only the arm of the flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the, the people gained confidence from what Hezekiel, the king of Judah, said. Later, when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laying siege to Lashish, he went, he, 
He sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah, king of Judah, and for all the people of Judah who were there. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. On what you are basing your confidence, on what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? When Hezekiah says, the Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria, he is misleading you. Let you die of, sorry, to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove the God's high places and altars, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before one altar and and burn sacrifices on it. Do you not know what I and my my predecessors have done to all the people of the land? Were the gods of the nations ever able to deliver their land from my hands? Who all of you, who of all the gods of these nations that my predecessor destroyed had been able to save his people from me. How then can, you, can your God deliver you from my hand? Now, do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand on the he- or the hand of my predecessors. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Sennacherib, king of, uh, sorry, Sennacherib's officers spoke further against the Lord God and uh, against his servant Hezekiah. The king also wrote letters ridiculing the Lord, the, the God of Israel, and saying this against him. Just as the gods of the people of other nations did not rescue their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not rescue his people from my hand. Then they called out in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in order to capture the city. They spoke about God, the God of Jerusalem, as they did about the gods of other people of the world, the works of human hands. King Hezekiel, the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. And the Lord sent an angel who inhaled Uh, all the fighting men and the commanders and the officers in the camp of Assyria king. So withdrew to his own land in disgrace, and when he went into the temple of his God, some of his son and and his own flesh and blood cut him down with a sword. Oftentimes we live, maybe in the times that we are in now, Nowadays, we live in the times where there's so much communication in social media and in different platforms. And actually, everybody is free to speak or say what he thinks is valuable and to condemn or to ridicule whoever is doing whatever for whatever reason. But I want just to narrow this to what we see on social media, maybe maybe TikTok or Facebook. You find that there are some talks that are ridiculing Christians, some one talk I actually watched is that, you know why people, some of these uh, Christians are not married, maybe ladies and males, it's because they are too much serious in Christ and they cannot uh, uh, associate with other people or, so, or socialize with other people. And they are ridiculing Christians and some of them, to speak the truth, have prayed and are praying to get married. But because these ones, they think this is what is valuable, they can say whatever they say. People say what they say, and some 
they ridicule and mock God and mock those who fear God. In the picture that we are reading or in the story that we are reading, there is a king by the name of Hezekiah who was a king of Judah. This was a king who feared God. We learn through scripture that he took the throne, I think at the age of 22, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The book of Kings, Second Chronicles, the First Chronicles, they record a lot of things. This is what King what did. This is what this king did. But they always specify that he feared God or he followed the ways of the Lord. So Hezekiah is also one of the kings who is listed as one who feared the Lord and walked with God. This was a man of God, a king who feared God. If you read the previous chapters and the other stories parallel to the Hugh story, you get to understand that he was the man who restored quite a number of things back into Israel. He restored the temple, he restored the worship of God, and he actually uh, removed the high places where they would worship other gods. So he was able to bring the glory of God to Judah, and he was a person who loved God and feared him. So now he told Israel that they should trust God. Time and again, Israel will be attacked by enemies or some by other nations that will attack them for whatever reason. So this time there was this king by the name of Sennacherib. He was a king of Assyria who had attacked and fortified cities of Judah and captured them. They are listed, if you read from the other uh, verses, like the second book of Kings, you read that he, he says in Second uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 34, Where are the gods of Hamatam and Hapad? Where are the gods of Shephavim, Hena, and Ivan? Have they rescued Samaria, Samaria from my hand? So in other words, you can say these were the nations that he had conquered. So he was a king who was successful too in conquering these nations that were there. So he looked at Israel or he looked at Judah and thought this was also just another kingdom that I can just attack. And he wanted to attack. So his victories made him to be proud. He was proud of what he had done. And he actually, the Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 9, they spoke about God of Jerusalem as they did about the gods of other people of the world. They work of human hands. In other words, they just equated and took God for granted and equated his might to that of the ordinary man. Like the ordinary king. Actually, we see some of these things in the land that we live in or in, in, in our life today. Where people, they, where people, they think God is actually th- equal to what we worship or what we, do, what we do. They think God is equal to the, the things that we pray to. They equate God to ancestors. They equate God to other gods. They equate God to other things. And actually, they think even people who are Christians, they are equal to them. In terms of status, we may be equal, but before the eyes and the protection and the value that we have in Christ, we are valuable. Israel was so powerful because they had God on their side. So Hezekiah encouraged them. He encouraged them that they should trust God. Even in the difficult situation, this king was a powerful king. He was known as he lists the nations that he had conquered. He was powerful and was able to fight those nations. And he thought Judah was one of them that he could fight. Now, there are things that we have to note. Uh, Isaiah, uh, Hezekiah, I'm sorry, says in uh, verse 8, 
with him is only, he's now saying about the king of Assyria that he's just looking at his army, that this is what he has and he can fight us. You see, when people look at us as Christians, they think of what they have, the money that they have. They can manipulate whatever they think, maybe the law or whatever, to bribe whoever they want to get whatever they want. They have the money, and they have maybe the power in terms of status in, in society or in business or wherever they are. They can do all those things, but they are not as strong as our God. Second Chronicles chapter 8 says, With him is only the arm of his flesh, but with us is God our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah the king of Judah said. When Hezekiah said, God is on our side. He is fighting with whatever he is fighting with. But we are fighting. Our God is on our side and he will help us to fight the battles. Sometimes you may feel very down. Like you are useless or you have, you have been belittled such that you actually feel like nobody. And people use their power to fight you or to remove you from whatever you are doing or whatever you are experiencing. They are removing you using their power. But know this, as long as God is on your side, you will conquer. As long as God is with you, those battles you will win. Now, there, is, there are things that I want us to know that are revealed. Since God is invisible, people can take granted we who believe in him. They can just take us like anybody else. I want to give you the courage today Just take faith and just take courage in God. He is with you. He is with you. The other thing that we see, maybe I want to quote David when he was talking about a similar uh, incident. David he experienced such a similar situation in his life where he actually said in Psalms 28 verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he will help me. So in other words, in your life, in whatever you go through, you should put your trust in the Lord. Keep trusting God that he will be on your side. We also learn that Hezekiah encouraged Israel not to be afraid and they believed what we said. Now, what encourages us today? It is, one, the sermons that we do, maybe you listen on TV, you watch on TV, you listen on whatever platform, but it's also the Word of God. It is the Word of God that is fundamental, that is encouraging us to keep our faith in God, to keep moving with God, whatever is happening in our lives. If we read the Word of God, it encourages us to keep our faith in God. Amen. Just like Isaiah, Hezekiel told them that God is on our side, they were able to get courage. Let's get courage in the word of God. Let's also be encouraged as we read the word of God and as we pray, because prayer is another thing that touches God. It's a way of communicating with God, and he understands our prayer. Now, we learn that this king of Assyria, he wrote a letter. We had this person. He actually wrote a letter just to ridicule the king of Ezekiel. You see, when people provoke you to an extent that they write an SMS to say whatever they want to say, maybe a text, WhatsApp, which is common nowadays, they just send a WhatsApp just to ridicule you on your faith. 
that you see your God cannot help you in such situation. This God that you believe, he's not there. The mother who is sick, he won't be healed or whatever. The problem in your marriage cannot be sorted. Look at what the faith is doing. I think we have experienced situations in our lives where people will say, Christianity does not work for this. I think in our culture it's more relevant when a child is sick or when an old person is sick, an adult is sick. They are, these sicknesses, they say, uh, we call segusinvu. You know those kinds of sicknesses. Those are sicknesses, in other words, they say the medical uh, system can no longer work. Now it's only the black magic that can work. The traditional work to heal, to heal people. But they can also come to you with a child and say, you see, your child is sick. The issue, your, your little faith will not work in such instances. You just have to forget about the child now. Take him to the witch doctor. He will pray. They will do whatever and he will be fine. We've heard those things where our Christianity is ridiculed. It takes our faith in God to stand against all odds and say our God will fight for us. We will win this victory. As long as God is on our side, we will win the victory. I want to draw your attention to, maybe before I go to, to his response, I want to talk about things that we have just put together to think that they work for us. Now, if you read the, 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 the story in the book of Kings, you find that the king of Assyria says, I know that uh, Hezekiel thinks he has a, a, a relationship with or an agreement with the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, and that person cannot help him. So in his mind, he thought Hezekiel had a relationship or an agreement or a pact with the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, yet Hezekiel never had all those. He was just a man who trusted God 100%. It takes courage, Bazalwane, to hold on to God 100%. And it calls us to do. I was just saying to my wife the other day, we were discussing that. The problem with God is that his standards have not changed. We can agree the whole world and say, no, we are going to do it this way. And do it our way. But if it's still a no to him, it is a no. Now, there are some things that people think that you are doing as a Christian to protect yourself or to heal yourself, yet you only believe in God. This is the same thing that this king of uh, uh, Syria thought Hezekiel was doing. Now, today, there are many things that are used. Churches, they use what they refer to as the healing tools. You know healing tools, the healing water, whatever, the t-shirts, the scarves, and all those things. They put them to and they think this is where their faith is. You know, when you read the story about Hezekiel, he removed the high places where there are these gods that Israel was worshipping. And he wanted them to truly worship God and him alone. So we have to remove all our faith in all these things that we, we trust, where we put our trust. It might not be black magic only. It might also be money. It might also be your intelligence. It might also be your networks. It might also be whatever that you value, that you think can make you succeed to fight whatever battle that you're fighting. But people of God, those who put their trust in God, they're going to get victory. I mean, 100% trust in God. Now, this king wrote to, 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 to Hezekiel, writing to him to condemn, to ridicule him for his faith in God. But the Bible, one thing that I, I like about the Bible, it says, 
after he had said all those things, the children of Israel kept quiet. For the king had said to them they should not say anything. What a character. I know sometimes we feel like when we are attacked and we feel like uh, responding and talking and, 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 and responding in a harsh way just to prove I'm myself. But we learn that they just kept quiet. And they trusted God. We need to trust God. Even if they say those hard things that will uh, actually feel like they crush you and you feel belittled. Because I believe this is a king. He's just receiving a letter. And if you read the other, uh, the parallel, the second king, the book of the, in, in the second kings or in Isaiah, actually you, you, you understand that he spoke in Hebrew where everybody could hear. And they requested that, can you please just speak in another language, at least that the, the others cannot understand. But he continued the messenger. In other words, he was just ridiculing all the, the king himself. But when the king got this later, his reaction is so amazing. It is so amazing. Well, he took the letter, he put on sackcloth, and he went to the temple to pray. He presented the letter to God. This is what is actually happening. This man is saying everything against you, yet we have put your, our faith in you. There are times in your life where you have to tell God that, God, I have put my faith in you and I've trusted you and I need you to help me in whatever I go through. This is what they have said. I remember at some point in time in my life, I had received a very, very sad letter. And I took it and I opened it up to the Lord and said, God, this is what they wrote to me. It brings comfort. Are you aware that God sees, or he actually he's present in all situations that you go through? Even if they are saying bad things about you, he is there. Even if they are saying good things about you, he is there. So even if you open that letter, even a WhatsApp message that ridicules you, you say, God, this is what he or she wrote to me. And it's making me feel bad about this. I have put my trust in you. Show yourself strong. And God will show himself strong. Now, Isaiah went to the temple and he prayed. And then he sent his administrator, his Shebna, the secretary, and he sent them to the, to, the, to, the, to the prophet of God who was Isaiah. And when Isaiah came, they got to Isaiah, he gave them the word of encouragement. You see, a prophet of God, they speak encouragement. A word from the prophet is to encourage you. Well, we hear it in, in, in different ways, but normally God sends a prophet to bring encouragement to someone. If you read Isaiah 37, verse 21, it said, Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you have prayed to me concerning Senasherib, king of Assyria. I want just to quote that. Because you have prayed to me, God sees our prayers that we make to him. You see, maybe if he did not pray, to God, he would never have answered this way. But he says, because you have prayed to me, because you have prayed to God, because you have brought that problem to God, because you have said, God, this is my problem, please help me, God will answer. You have called in the mighty name, the God who is on high, to come and rescue you. And God came and rescued him. 
It's amazing what happened. This king, he had an army. Actually, he was saying to Israel, to the children of Israel, to Judah, that no, no problem. Just make an agreement with me. Stop all the agreements you have with Pharaoh and all the hope in the Lord God Almighty. Just come, let's make an agreement. And in the agreement, I will also help you. I'll give you horses where you can give uh, men to ride. And actually, I'll be part of your army. And I will help you. Because he took God equally to other gods. He just thought Israel or trusting God was nobody. But we don't have anything that is evident or that is tangible about God. There is absolutely nothing. As I'm preaching here, I don't have a certificate. I don't have any page or anything. It's only faith in God that works. It is your faith in God that works. So you need to keep the faith in God. So God saw the faith of Hezekiel when he prayed that this is the man who trusts me. So when you pray, God sees that you trust me and he will get into your story. Now, God sorted this problem. God honors those who bring their problems to him in prayer first. Not to start to talk outside but to God prayer. If you read carefully, the first thing Ezekiel did, he humbled himself and he went straight to the temple. When you have a problem, start with God. Don't start with your neighbors or with your friends or whomever you trust or whomever. Can you start with God? This is the problem. And God will solve the problem. What God did here, it's amazing. He sent just one angel. The Bible says God sent an angel. Not angels. One angel to kill 185,000 Assyrians. Just overnight, and when they woke up in the morning, they were dead. God gives you victory in a short space of time, and he does not need your assistance. He just sorts the problem. The problem was just sorted in overnight, and the following day, it was sorted. The king ran away, and then, actually, he ran away and he went to the temple of his god in his gosh. And when he was there, his children killed him. And it was over. You never ridicule someone who has faith in God. Never say something bad or take for granted someone who believes in God. On us who believe in God, let us keep our faith in God. Let's keep trusting God. For God will fight our battles. Let us continue trusting God even when our faith is challenged. People will speak and ridicule us for our faith. It's actually painful when they say those kind of things. That When are you going to be successful with your faith in God? Maybe you are searching for a job. You've made the, you are making those applications clean applications and you pray, God help me to be successful. And they come, no, we've done this and we've paid this. This is what we've done and we are now successful. I got a job. There are so many testimonies that when we get to heaven, we'll be surprised that, oh, so and so was thanking God for promotion, yet this is what he had done. So God wants people who put their faith to him 100%, that the God that we serve 
will fight this battle. I must say that there will be humiliation as you think about that and whatever is happening to it, you will be humiliated. Actually, you will feel belittled because some of it will actually make you feel like you are nothing. But say, the God who is on my side is going to give me strength and power to fight and win. Amen. We have a God who has all the power. He will make us succeed even in these uh, tough economic times. Some may even send you text messages. I've said that, that as a child of God, just keep quiet. Get to God closer and closer through prayer and give him your problem. He has heard all that you are saying and he will give you victory. Don't make noise when you are challenged. Don't make noise when you are challenged in your faith. Don't keep crying to people. Cry to the relevant person, to our God, and he will give you victory. Amen. Well, that's all we had for you today. I believe the word of God administered to you, and now your life has been changed. You know that in times of trial, when people scandalize your name and they ridicule your faith, keep holding on into your faith and trust in God that all the, the problems that you have, he will solve them for you for he is a God who is able as long as you are on his side or as long as he's on your side but definitely by you allowing him in your life you are more than a conqueror our God is so mighty I believe you have been encouraged in your faith in God and now you trust God better than yesterday don't give up on whatever you are going through in life thank you for watching and may God bless you let's meet next time and goodbye.